Good Wednesday morning, everyone. This is Scott, and welcome to the Footyball Podcast, where we talk about a dozen or so college footyball games each week and focus on wins and losses. If you're like me, married, kids, pets, work, mortgage, student loans, then you know, kids' activities, you know, I, it, the list keeps piling on and on and on. We don't have time to watch all the footyball we want, nor the funds to be betting on it. So that's why we focus on the wins and losses. I'm an armchair fan, just like you. Today's sponsor is Pinky Promises, still the most legit contract anyone can enter into. Especially if, you, especially if you look at college football coaches. Oh my, yes. The pinky promise. Time tested, tried and true. All right, happy October, everybody. Fall is kind of in the air in Dallas. Uh, rain and it's up under 90. That's fall for us. The really nice thing about fall is there are a lot of live oak trees here. And there's a few species of live oak that, that are around Dallas, but there's one that's really popular around here. And what happens is on one weekend, they all just get tired of holding on to their leaves. And so they don't all beautifully change colors over the several weeks and then drop their leaves. Nope, they go from green to brown and black in one day and then fall to the ground. I, whatever. All right. Fall in Texas, Texas State Fair, Texas OU weekend, baby. That's this weekend. We're out of here. We're, we're leaving towns because we're not putting up with this. We're not putting up with this nightmare. So anyway, that's what's going on here. Uh, let's look at Texas State going out to Louisiana. I don't care. I don't care. But it's a Pickham's game. So I have to care. Model says, so, yeah, so I started looking at some online models. Um, I started looking at some statistical rankings, and I'm going to use ESPN's matchup predictor to kind of paint a picture of some things. Um, ESPN's matchup predictor has some bad rep in the biz, so to speak, just reading some other blogs and stuff. They People don't like there's some statistical anomalies that they haven't corrected, and they won't correct, um, And but there are, you know, knowing a little bit about statistics, like you can't necessarily, you can't change certain things. Sometimes you can't change things other times. And that's, that's, that's kind of all I know. So anyway, model I'm using says Texas state, um, statistical ranking say, uh, Louisiana is 95th. Texas state is 108. And the matchup predictor is saying Louisiana. Okay. It's a home game for Louisiana, but Louisiana has wins at Northwestern, UAB, Buffalo, and Old Oh, and Buffalo, right? No, they lost to Old Dominion, and they lost to Minnesota. And then, of course, Minnesota has a loss at Northwestern. I don't know how you recover from that. Texas State, we all know about the win at Baylor. Yay! Jackson State, Nevada, Southern Miss, lost to UTSA. Um, and UTSA's record is horrible. It's one and three, but those three losses, I think, are against all Power 5 conference teams. So, anyway... Texas State is 2-1 and one on the road. Louisiana is 2-0 and oh at home. Weather in Lafayette is cloudy with a chance of I don't give a shit. And, you know, I've been talking up Texas State this whole season, so I am going completely biased on my coin flip. I'm doing the double-headed coin. We're going with Texas State on this one. All right, let's take a look at Marshall going over to NC State. Marshall's got a lot of buzz for a Sunbelt team. Um... And that's kind of all I know because it's a Sun Belt team, okay? Um, 
their Marshall's uh, coach, Charles Huff, apparently is a stud. Great coach. Supposed to be getting yanked out of there uh, any any season now. Supposed to be a top-notch recruiter. Has some good uh, resume stuff at Bama, Mississippi State, Penn State. Um, and just a great guy. Uh, but Marshall hasn't done anything. They're undefeated, I believe. They're 4-0. and um, But their wins are at Albany, East Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Old Dominion. Okay? Uh, I, you know, I don't... I don't know what to do here. Um, NC State, on the other hand, has had enough with their quarterback, uh, with Brennan Armstrong, and they're going to this kid, MJ Morris. MJ Morris is a sophomore, was supposed to be redshirted. Unsure how that really works out, redshirt a sophomore, but whatever. Um, so NC State's loss to Louisville last Friday was, it was a bad one. Um, the game score was close, but I mean, it, it, I watched the game and they couldn't get a thing going on offense. Nothing. So it wasn't so much that Louisville's defense played well. It's that NC State's offense did poorly. So now we're just going to switch up quarterbacks and let's see if this can jumpstart the offense. It's the only change they appear to be making. Okay. One advantage coming out of the Louisville game is that the NC State defense did a good job at stopping the Louisville passing game. Okay. So, you know, I, I think NC State at going against these better caliber teams, right? The loss at Louisville, they really need to prove themselves afterwards. Um, if they are going to do anything in the ACC, like they have to, have to, have to come out and win this one. Again, Marshall's not in the ACC, but I think they need to prove something to themselves, okay? Um, and again, NC State going up against Notre Dame, and I felt they played well. The score did not necessarily indicate that, but watching the bits and pieces of that game that I could, NC State well, you know, they did a little more than try. They they did well at times. And so, but against a team like Notre Dame, that I think is what it's going to take. So I'm going with NC State on this one. All right, let's look at another one that, again, clueless on what to do here. This is going to be somewhat of a coin flip. I got Fresno State going out to Wyoming. Model says Fresno State. Statistical ranking says Fresno State. Matchup predictor says Fresno State. But it's still a coin flip. I have no idea who's going to win. And like, I personally don't care. But it is a pick'em's game, right? So here, here, here we go. Um, advantage is Wyoming. It's a home game, right? I keep hearing stories about field goals and punts just being stopped by the wind. It just gets so windy in that stadium. At folks like Fresno State, Fresno State, Fresno State is in the top twenty-five, and I still don't know why because their wins are against Purdue, Eastern Washington, Arizona State, Kent State, and Nevada. Combined record. Six for 19. Great. Um, Wyoming has to win against Texas Tech. I think they blindsided them on that one. Portland State. <laughs> Appalachian State. All right. And New Mexico. <laughs> Slightly better record for those teams. Nine and 11. We know about the loss at Texas. Close for the first three quarters. That was an issue with Texas. Not an issue with Wyoming. Okay. Or a good thing with Wyoming. Like that was more badness with Texas. Okay. So all the teams that... Fresno State and Wyoming have quality losses, you know, Oregon, A&M, Wisconsin, like so on and so forth. But like that doesn't really like it still doesn't paint a very good picture on this one. Fresno State has to make the travel to Wyoming. I don't know what that's going to do with them. I'm not sure what hotel accommodations are going to be like in Wyoming. I've always thought Wyoming was a beautiful state, but I'm not sure if you're a college age football player, if you want to just sit on the deck with a cup of coffee watching caribou and elk go by and staring at the scenery. I, that's me. 
19-year-old me, not so much. So I'm going with Fresno State on this one. Everything is saying it's Fresno State. Just It's that one thing, the game's in Wyoming. But still, Fresno State. All right, let's go not terribly too far away. This is a big country. But let's go to TCU going out to Iowa State. Big 12 matchup, right? Everything is saying TCU, including me. Model online I use says TCU. Statistical rankings say TCU's at 25, Iowa State's at 46. Matchup predictor saying TCU. Um, I, my issue is I, I hesitate on what to do with TCU with their loss at West Virginia. West Virginia is getting better and better, um, and all the teams that they beat early on in the season, when I would classify that as a not a quality loss, is I'm switching gears here and I'm going, wow, West Virginia is coming out as legit. Okay, Iowa State seems to be just staying the course. They're going to be a subpar Big 12 team, unfortunately, again this season. Okay, um, It's a home game at night in Iowa State, and that's kind of when the crazy happens in Iowa. All right. TCU is three and two with nothing impressive on the nothing impressive on the win side, and we all know the loss to Colorado. I just talked about West Virginia. Iowa State is a bit worse. Let's just flip that record around. They're now two and three. They have unimpressive wins and two very bad losses. One to Iowa and another one to Ohio University. Let me make sure you understand that it's not Ohio State. It's not the Buckeyes they lost to. It's Ohio University. The oh hell, I don't know. All right, so I'm taking TCU on this one. Um, I think they can overcome the nighttime crazies in Ames. All right, let's go way out west. Let's go to California, Washington State, going south to UCLA. Everything's saying Washington State, including me on this one. Model says Washington State. Uh, statistical rankings say Washington State. One thing that doesn't is ESPN's matchup predictor says UCLA. And by quite a bit, they've got UCLA here at 65%. So I... I don't know how that's calculated, all right? And you can also go in and you can look at the college pickums, and you have 81% of folks have picked Washington State. And again, like, I'm with that 81%, all right? It is a home game for UCLA. That has its advantages. Uh, UCLA's quarterback, Dante Moore, still a stud. But he's a young stud, right? And so he's going to continue to struggle because of his lack of experience, and I just don't think he has all the resources that he needs to truly excel in his first year, right? I don't think he has enough time to throw. I don't, he doesn't scramble as well, okay? Washington State is looking solid. Cameron Ward is Washington State's quarterback. He's got incredible numbers experience and he runs, well, I'm going to say well, or at least considerably better than Moore, okay? So that's the matchup here. So I don't really care how Ward runs against everyone else. I kind of care how Ward's going to run against in comparison to Moore, okay? And what can he do that against UCLA's defense, all right? They're both coming off of a bye week. UCLA had their offense put down by Utah that last game two weeks ago where they, they scored one touchdown, and they did nothing offensively. Uh, Utah's got a great defense, so that explains that. Washington State has that great win against Oregon State, and they kind of proved to college football fans everywhere that they are for reals this season, all right? So... Despite my wife being the only cougar for me, and I hope that really comes out as the compliment that I meant it to be, um, I'm going to go with the team of cougars this weekend. Let's go Washington State. All right, next one up, we've got a bit of a head-scratcher. Purdue going out to Iowa. Model says Purdue. Rankings say Iowa. Matchup predictor says Iowa. 
I'm saying Iowa. Okay, but Iowa. Remember, I don't know if, if this is a bad joke. Hey, like guys who are listening to this, like tell me about it. Like tell me this is a bad joke. But channel your inner Arya Stark. Right? What does that mean? You got to break this game down to the most simple idea. Okay, Arya Stark learning how to sword fight. Her older brother said, "What do girls know how about sword fighting?" She's like, "Stick them with the pointy end." Yes, that is the most basic thing. Iowa. You must, and I mean must, put points on your side of the scoreboard before you can consider even winning the game. You, like you, you're not in contention for winning the game if you don't put points on your side of the scoreboard. So far, Purdue has done that more than you have, okay? Uh, granted, Iowa put up a goose egg against Penn State. Um, you know, this isn't Olympic diving where they drop the high and the low, right? Like, that's going to stick with you for the whole season, Okay. Like, that's going to ruin your average, right? Like me taking some senior-level finance classes. Like, when I did really bad on those tests, like, that stuck with me, and I walked out of there, hopefully with a C, right? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Um, so, what do we do here? Other bad news for Iowa, we think. Quarterback, gone. Cade McNamara, um, supposed to be a good quarterback. They had a lot of... Yeah, they, they, they were really looking forward to him, and he just hasn't done much. Now, is that because he's not as good as everyone thinks, or is that because Iowa doesn't know what an offense is? So he's out. He did, unfortunately, tear his ACL. That is, that's awful. Like, I, oh, that's just, like, let's, let's move on from that, okay? And so now you got this guy, Deacon Hill, coming in. I think he transferred in from Wisconsin. Um, doesn't have much for numbers. Like against Michigan State, he came in for a little bit. He was 11 for 27, 115 yards, you know, he completed, you know, not even 41% of his passes, right? Average 4.3 yards. Um, doesn't have good, like, I don't know what they're going to be able to do, okay? But what I do know is that, yes, Purdue was able to put up more points so far than Iowa, but I don't think Purdue is as good of a team or has played as good teams as Iowa. Okay, one of those being that goose egg that Iowa had against Penn State. And Penn State uh, may not be a college football team, but they are very good this season, right? They're going to be knocking on that door, but let's see who survives the Big Ten East is still the big question. So anyway, um, what else do I have in here? Total defense, Iowa's ranked 33, Purdue is ranked 92. Total offense, Iowa's ranked a whopping... 129 out of 130 teams. Good for you, Iowa. And Purdue is ranked 63rd. Why did I keep these very broad, vague statistics, total offense, total defense? Because that's what I think it comes down to with here. I don't think we need to look at rushing defense versus rushing offense and passing offense versus passing defense. Especially, I, can your defense stop people? Iowa, yes. Purdue, I don't know. Iowa, can your offense get past people? In 129 of 130, it's kind of saying no. But can you do that against Purdue? Better than Purdue can do it against you? I think so. And that's, again, why I'm going with Iowa here. All right, let's take a look at Notre Dame going to Louisville. You know, two games that I think Notre Dame was not expecting to be as difficult as they were, Duke, and as they are going to be, Louisville. But I believe Notre Dame is going to come out on top of Louisville um, more so than they did on top of Duke, okay? Um, but they've got to be tired, 
right? Like they've just they've just got to be tired. Ohio State, then Duke, right? Now Louisville, you know, and then they got USC at home, I believe, is what it is next week, right? Like they're they're traveling, right? They're all over the country, and they've had some tough games. Okay. Um. Anyway, Louisville hot to trot right now. Five and zero. I don't know. I, I if they've never been five and zero, if they just haven't been five and zero in like decades or a really long time, uh, people are talking about that. Louisville's got a lot of buzz around them. Okay. But they only have one, and I'm going to call it a moderately impressive win, and that was against, we talked about, NC State last Friday, right? Where NC State just could not do anything offensively. And I don't believe that is because Louisville's uh, defense is that stellar. It's because NC State's offense could not get anything going, okay? Talked a bunch about NC State's defense being really good this season, but offense, clearly if they're replacing their quarterback when he's not injured— uh, they're trying to jumpstart that. If you Louisville's defense was just awesome and put a stop to them, I don't think they'd be switching out their quarterbacks, right? They're switching out their quarterbacks because not anyway. So that all points to Louisville's defense not being a stellar just because you saw them stop NC State. Okay, um, yada yada yada. Notre Dame is just better all around. Um, yes, they got to be tired, uh, but. You know, I, I I don't I don't know I don't know how they get to the drudgery of just like coming off of Duke and they're like oh, shit now I got to go down now we now we got to go to Louisville like right Louisville has the extra day of rest at home because they did play Friday night like I don't know what that's going to do for Notre Dame so cards are starting to stack up against Notre Dame all right and a lot of it's just being that they have a rough and tough schedule a lot more rough and tough than they uh, anticipated it was going to be but. Still, um, Notre Dame should come home with the win here. All right, these next three. Ooh, these are the doozies. LSU at Mizzou. Model says Mizzou. Statistical rankings say LSU. Matchup predictor says LSU. And I have no idea what to do. I have no idea what to do because LSU is a far superior team. I just don't know... Who's going to show up? Is it the LSU that is far superior or is the LSU that like can't get shit together, right? Which one is it going to be, right? This is a banner year for Mizzou. Maybe this is the year that Mizzou truly breaks out and beats LSU, right? LSU, so props to my pops, right? Thanks, dad. You know, retired, gets to sit around and read papers all day and like play golf and have fun and all kinds of stuff, right? Give them a call. I'm like, what's the advocate, the Baton Rouge paper saying about LSU? And I, they're all pissed, right? <laughs> That's an understatement. But, and I found the article, I posted on my Twitter, but I have no Twitter followers who aren't like promoting porn websites. So I don't like, can I get some non-porn people to follow my Twitter, please? Like, that would be nice, right? I have to go on, like, I'm, I, I'm assuming I should, I should block these folks and I do, or I remove them as followers because... I mean, I guess I want the numbers, but I, I'll get the numbers another way. Like, like that's fine. It's not that important to, to me, at least. Um, anyway, uh, what on earth was I saying? Oh, right. So LSU is reaching out to, I think he's 81-year-old Pete Jenkins. Apparently, he is the defensive muse for LSU. He's been with the program off and on for decades. 
absolute decades. He knows what to do. Um, folks in the past, everyone has reached back out to this guy every time the defense starts to struggle because LSU is supposed to have this stellar, amazing defense. I think when you see over 700 yards, what Ole Miss put up on LSU last weekend, when that happens, something ain't right with your defense. So what do you do? You reach out to this guy. He's going to be a defensive consultant, which I don't, which means he's not going to be on the sidelines, but he's going to be in the booth. Um, he'll have a little headset and let's see what that can do. All right. Mizzou, you five and oh, awesome. I'm so glad you beat South Dakota state. I'm so glad you beat middle Tennessee state. I'm so glad you beat Vandy and the two decent wins are against K-State. Actually, K-State, I think is a very good win. And you did beat Memphis, which again, that was back when, what is Mizzou going to be doing? Like, is Mizzou going to be for reals? Like, was K-State a legit win the week before or, you know, or not? And then you did prove it. Like, you beat Memphis and you handle Vandy, what team you're supposed to do. All those teams you've beaten have a combined record of 11 and 7. Like, great, right? Um, your quarterback is doing, all, like, most touchdown or most... Very few interceptions, right? I think zero interceptions so far for this season. He's doing fantastically. Now, great test for this kid, right? Are you going to be able to do against a good defense? I don't know, and I don't even know if this weekend is going to be proven, is going to be the proving grounds for you, right? Can you make it, or are you going to be broken against LSU? Again, it's not contingent upon the quarterback. I think Mizzou's quarterback is going to show up, and he's going to play, and he's going to do very well. LSU, what is your defense supposed to do? You're supposed to stop guys like this. Can you do it? Okay. Looking closer, so I go to the model, and the model said Mizzou was going to win, but it actually appears that it was showing that Mizzou's offense was worse than LSU's offense, and Mizzou's defense was better. So that presents somewhat of a flip on its head. So... This is why I'm going, one of the many reasons why I'm going with LSU on this, okay? They have the defense. They have it. Why they haven't been able to do it, I don't know. Looking back at what happens when this Pete Jenkins guy comes back in, he is the answer that LSU needs, and they do show market improvement after he comes in, okay? Mizzou's got home field, but they don't, I found this home field advantage predictor thing, you know, online, and it said it's like 50-50 for Mizzou. Like, uh, you know, like, they don't really have a whole lot of home field advantage. However, I guarantee you that the Mizzou fans are going to come out, and they're going to come out in full force, right? Um, let's see. <laughs> so, but here's the difference. Mizzou Stadium holds 62,000, right? And the game is at Mizzou, versus LSU Stadium, stadium holds 102,000, right? S 40,000 person difference, right? So I think LSU is going to be able to overcome anything that the Mizzou fans throw at them, but you never know, okay? You just never, never know. Mizzou has some injuries. Um, I've been waiting for an injury report to come out. That's why I didn't record any of this stuff earlier. Um, I haven't seen anything new on the injury reports. I'm not entirely sure how to get them. I just search for them and see what pops up, but nothing new. Anyone who is out, is still supposedly going to be out. So at the end, that's a lot of words. Go Tigers. Texas OU weekend. The last Texas OU weekend of the Big 12. I think some SEC commissioner, important type people are even supposed to be at this game uh, before they head down to College Station. 
whoop-de-doo. Okay, model says Oklahoma, ranking say Texas. Um, I'm again, I'm tired of OU. I'm tired of OU having this pussycat schedule. Now, granted, they were supposed to play Georgia this year, right? The SEC said the SEC canceled that game on OU and Georgia only because it was supposed to be a home and like whatever they call that word, you know, play once here, play the second time there. They weren't going to be able to complete or guarantee that the second game could be completed since OU is coming into the SEC next season. So they just canceled the whole thing. Now, who did um, who did both of them fill their schedule with schedules with pussycats? Great. Good job. Way to like, yeah, whatever. Okay. So OU, you have been dominating. You have been doing stellar against bad teams. Okay. So you should be rested. Okay. What really the only X factor race, like, so I'm leaning towards Texas. Okay. The win against um, Alabama is proof enough. Texas is showing that it will continue to show up um, weekend after weekend. It has struggled a bit at times, but not in the fashion that we've seen in, let's just say, last season. And then you can push that back to historically to all the other seasons until their national championship, right? Um, But it's Texas OU weekend. This is a big deal to both teams. Hey, if you want to go to the fair and you want to get like 50 rides or you want to play all the games and have no lines, go during the O text, go during this game. As soon as this game is out, get the hell out of there. Okay. <laughs> uh, all the podcasts I'm listening to, the guys coming in town, they're like, I can't wait for Friday night. Friday night in Dallas is always epic. Like, it's great. We stay up all night drinking and then we go to the game and then we. You know, and then we keep tying it on and pouring drinks down our throats during the game, like all this stuff. So, you know, whatever. So, but anyway, I just, I, I know OU is a good team. I, I also feel that OU is not a great team. I know that Texas is a good team. And I also feel that Texas is going to be a great team. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be another blowout like it was last year, I I just don't know. This is one of these games where it can go either. Seasons where one team is supposed to win, it, the opposite happens. Like, this is the craziness of this weekend. All I do know is that Texas needs, like the, like the Big 12 is not doing well, right? So whoever wants to make the college football playoff, needs to get out of the Big 12 undefeated. Can Texas survive with a loss because of the win at Alabama? Likely so. Can OU survive with a loss here? I, 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 don't, I don't think they can, okay? Even with teams like Kansas coming up, and I think they have Mizzou as well, okay? Um, I just don't think like, they have to win. Now, what, what's happened in the past is OU's maybe won this game, but then they lose to someone else they totally shouldn't have, and they have some lame excuse, and the entire AP circuit just kind of like, oh, we're so sorry. Of course we'll let you in. And then you go in, and, you know, you have no defense, and you, you just get your asses kicked. So, anyway. Um, I, I can't say it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I just, I'll, I'll put it this way. Texas will defeat Oklahoma this weekend. I'm not going to say go either of you teams. 
And yes, I have saved the best for last. Something is not right with Bama. Something is still missing. And what I think is missing is a loss in College Station. Okay? This is a combination of a pipe dream, ignoring historical facts, gravitating towards other historical facts, sprinkled with fairy dust, but I do believe. And I do believe A&M is going to pull this one out. Okay? Um, my gosh. I have... I have, I've looked at a live, I, I've, I've got a lot of notes ahead of me. So, um, I'm probably pushing this 30 minute time limit. So, uh, let's see what, what we can do here. Uh, total defense, A&M fifth, Bama 18th. Uh, first town, first down defense, A&M 11th, Bama 29th. Red zone defense, Bama 40. A&M's not in the top 50, so let's just like keep it out. Red zone offense, Bama 15, uh, A&M 25. Rushing defense, A&M 20, Bama 36. Rushing offense, neither of you in the top 50. We should do something about that. Total offense, A&M 29, Bama not in the top 50. Passing offense, A&M 17, Bama not in the top 50. Passing yards allowed, A&M 9th, Bama 23rd. Completion percentage, A&M 33rd, Bama not in the top 50. Sacks um, allowed... A&M 5th, Bama not in the top 50. Team sacks, both tied at 4. Um, uh, punting, I know, Bama, I, I, yes, I, I looked at punting. Uh, Bama's punting game is slightly better than A&M's. Average of 44 yards, A&M's 43 yards. Um, you know, Bama's, uh, you know, quality wins are Ole Miss and Mississippi State with a loss against Texas, who is currently ranked 3rd. A&M's quality wins are Auburn and Arkansas, Auburn and Arkansas with a loss at Miami, who's currently 17, and I can't figure that out. They don't belong in the top five, but I believe they belong in the low teens, all right? Um, This is going to be a good game. Advantage, A&M home field, right? 107,000. I'm sure we'll try and cram another 100,000 in there. Um, This is going to be fantastic. 2.30 kickoff. People are coming in for this game. I don't think we have the celebrity uh, appearances that we do on the sideline of Colorado. But again, like A&M is not about that, okay? Jimbo Fisher seems to have things in line. Our quarterback, Max Johnson, seems to be doing very well. And yeah, like I said in the other episode, if you saw his dad's guns, that's fearful enough. That man is stacked. Anyway, I think A&M is going to come out with this one. Models, predictors, so many things say A&M. The one thing, the one thing that I don't think you can capture in models, you can capture in statistics, this is Alabama. This is tried and true. It's like the pinky promise, right? Like Alabama has a way of coming through when they need to come through. What happened at Texas? I have no idea, right? They were missing something. And again, like I said before, I think the thing they're missing is their second loss and it's coming in College Station. Gig'em Aggies. (laughs) 
All right, y'all. Thank you so much. As I said before, this is Scott, and thank you for listening to the Footyball Podcast. Love me some footyball. Special shout out to Pinky Promises, our sponsor. Still the most legit contract anyone can get it can get into. Giga Maggies. Talk to you next time.